pre-taped from his office, or his bedroom, or his mom's basement, or, well, wherever the hell he is. Welcome to the only place where you can be smart on the internet. A really smart podcast with Tommy. Hey, yo, what is up, my Tommy? What is up? It's Tommy Smart. Live from my house in New York. Anyway, guys, what's going on? This is Tommy. This is my podcast, a really smart one of that. Welcome to it. And welcome to, yeah, now is this a special podcast? Eh, it's 420, so I guess in some ways it always is kind of special. It's special. You know why it's special, Tommy. You know why? Because it's special. You're special. Um, anyway, what's going on, everybody? Yo, it is Tommy. Um, today is 420 as I'm doing this. In a couple of minutes, it won't be because it's going to be 421. And you know what that means? Uh, it won't be 420 anymore. So, anyway, what is up, everybody? What's going on? It's uh, it's been one week, so you're looking bing. Um, yo, so, yeah, 420, what is up? That is wacky, yo, fam. Holy cow, it is crazy. So, essentially, had kind of a busy day, kind of, kind of, kind of, um, Yo, the fucking weather was, like, fucking fantastic, you know? Almost like it should be like this all the time. But, you know, science doesn't really let that happen. And so, I was like, oh, oh, no, gotta go ex- experience it while I can. And I said to one of my roommates, why don't you go outside and play? You know, and he goes, like, play? Should I get, like, a ball and go outside in the, outside in the street and start throwing it, throwing it at the wall somewhere? I said, yes, you should go outside and throw it at a wall. He goes like, you should also like knock over a uh, a uh, fire hydrant and let the, <laughs> the water like spew out and just play in like the sea. He goes like, oh, like they used to, like in Brooklyn or something. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. I don't know if you ever seen this, but yeah, it doesn't really happen like that anymore, Tommy. I guess not. I guess not. Shame. Kids don't like play anymore. Kids don't fucking play anymore. I swear to God, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna have a kid for a simple reason. It's very simple. I think the future, every single generation from here on out are just going to be losers. In the sense that, like, the kids that I grew up knowing, like, I'm 27 years old, and, you know, I'm grateful to the fact that, you know, my parents tried to encourage me to do, have a lot more fun with my life. Um, and, you know, it's encouraged me to and take some interest in things. I took the initiative and did some cool shit with my life but a lot of people have done dick with their life if you know what I mean there are just people in this world who have just done fucking dick they sit in their house and watch television and get ex- and they make an excuse of like hey I gotta watch the game now I'm not hating anybody for liking sports here but come on go outside and play get a job go for a hike take a vacation get, have some fun Let's have some fun. Because, honestly, there's so much to be seen in this world, but people don't do it. Why? Because they're fucking losers. I can't help them. Stop that. I just... I can't. Okay? It's uh, a little ridiculous. But anyway, that's how life is these days. But, so go outside and do something, man. Get a job. Go 
go make your life extraordinary. Choose once in for all about that. Um, but if you choose not to, that's on you. All right, what's going on? So it's 4.20, but uh, I pretty much started my day doing the work thing, and I went and got a... Uh, uh, coffee in the cardboard cup and I'm really pissed alright cause the other day I was walking about and I actually lost I can't believe I did this I fucking lost this little punch card where if you get 10 cups of coffee you get like one coffee, coffee, coffee free okay it's a great deal right fantastic deal but here's what happened I fucking go to the place the other day and I realize I've left my card I don't know where it is I lost it somewhere yes I lost my debit card and my this punch card alright so now I missed out on two cups of coffee that I could have had get three cups of coffee and that would have made me one step closer to getting the free cup of coffee the 10th the 11th that one but now because I lost it somewhere I don't know where I don't know I was just I went and got a cup of coffee the other day I think it was two days ago I think it was it was Saturday, yeah. So I went and did that. I went and did that Saturday, and now I don't know where it is. It pisses me off, man. I just want to get my coffee. So now I don't know what the hell. So I missed out on two cups of coffee. And uh, this is the most exciting thing that's what happens to your life when you get, get old, people. Now that I'm in my third act, yeah, man. What are you going to do now? It's like you're in your third act, bro. Um, but that said, yeah, so now I missed out on some coffee. This is what's exciting about my life. <laughs> you get excited about like, oh, look, I get like seven more cups of coffee and I'm uh, going to be in a good place, in a good place, in a good place. It's not like a fucking Brazilian, man. Oh, yes, Tommy Sponge, you're going to be in a good place. It's going to be our place. I love that kid, by the way, Raphael. He's a wonderful guy. You remember Raphael, the Brazilian guy I work I work with? Had a whole story about him. He's good. He can afford afford a nice burger now. Before he was just making noodle chicken. Crazy. Alright, what's going on everybody? We good? Y'all with me? Uh it's been it's been a long time. I had him tuna fish sandwich today and it was pretty good I mean I made it myself there's a couple of dope spots around where I live where a couple like really old school like Italian delis places that have been here since like 1903 they proceed for Sinatra for Christ's sake and um you know um one of them has a special about some uh um tuna fish but the thing is like being Italian, like I know how to make like an Italian tuna fish sandwich. It's basically like I can't man, you make all tuna fish sandwiches. But instead of actually putting like mayo in it, you make like some uh, red wine and olive oil. It's fantastic stuff. You guys should make it up sometime. So I'm eating the food. I eat the food, eat the sandwich, so I don't go there. So I just make it myself. And that's what's crazy too about like making food for yourself like a normal human being like an actual adult because you can actually just like make stuff cheaper and eat better like I'm on the so-called diet but 
the Mediterranean diet, but for real though, the food, everything I'm making is actually pretty filling and pretty good. I mean, it's basic. It's basic, but it's clean and it's uh <clears throat> pretty good. I mean, outside what I just told you, I think the most expensive thing. <laughs> most expensive thing I eat seriously it's just like well not expensive I shouldn't say that but the most fattening thing I think I eat is hummus and um, goat milk I like goat milk and because of the goat milk too like shitting has been really easy I mean I do it a lot but it's actually pretty like smooth um, pretty healthy, I should say. So, if you want to take a good shit, you know, have some goat milk. Great for your digestive system. The digestive system. I don't know what that's about, but yo, um, yeah. So, just make sure eat well. So, what did I have? I had that, and then I had what the fuck did I eat? I ate that. I ate some shrimp. Whatever was left over with the shrimp. And I was actually kind of pissed off about the shrimp. Because I, I like had this like non-jumbo shrimp. And it was kind of like. Yeah. But. In eating that shrimp. It was actually realized that I actually had a. Larger type of shrimp. Like, like I bought the extra large shrimp. Like the extra large shrimp was like. $17. It was on sale too. So I got the shrimp. And I made the shrimp the old bay. It's like I've been doing, so it's nothing crazy, unlike anything else, but, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I'm just gonna eat, uh, uh, I was gonna eat some fucking, like, chicken, and chicken strips with some, uh, um, brown rice, but I was like, nah. Really. And my, uh, roommate, he's moving to Miami, I think I told you guys this. He's moving to Miami, and he's, like, throwing out some stuff, and I got, like, six pairs of shoes on account of him. He and I are the same size. Goes are short, so that uh, shorter guys can still be hot, <laughs> more fashionable. Anyway, I, I guess what I'm saying is like he has all this stuff, and he was like giving it to me. I was like, "Yo, saves me a trip to Payless." <laughs> Man, you go to Payless? Yeah. Anyway. Oh Christ! Oh, fuck, dude. Sand Sunday, I'm at this open mic, right, and. You know, it's it's whatever. But then I leave, and I didn't realize until like late that night that I actually took a uh, that I left it there. And this dude was like, "Yo, I have your notebook," and I'm like, "Yo, that's cool. Can I get it back?" Yes, I'll leave it at the bar. So I go back to the bar. It's not there. I'm like, dude, where's my notebook? And he goes. I'll, uh, oh, I have it here at my house. You're welcome to swing by at any time. I'm just smoking weed. I'm like, all right, motherfucker. Okay, so when can I get my notebook? So I didn't want to go over there because, like, where he lives is, like, far, all right? Like, he lives in Bed-Stuy, which, I mean, you take the transit, it's, like, everything is, like, 45 minutes, but it's a fucking hike from where I am. So I didn't want to go to Bed-Stuy. I didn't want to go to Bed-Stuy in a strange part of town where I don't hang out at, like, late at night, so forget about it. And so that means I didn't get my, I didn't get my notebook, and 
dude said he'd bring it to me today because we're hanging out in the same neighborhood. You know, just happens that way. And lo and behold, he's not there. He's not there. So pissed. And, uh, yeah, so I'm like, dude, like, what the fuck? I want my fucking notebook. He goes like, sorry, man. Sorry, man. I owe you one. I owe you one. You gotta realize this is important, too, man, because this is my notebook. And, of course, you're talking to the guy, and he's just, like, oh, making jokes. So like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, listen, I respect this guy. I like him. He's been nice to me. And he runs a good mic, and he's a funny dude, and I appreciate a couple conversations we've had about comedy. And I think he's a good guy. But, dude, fucking do what you say you're going to do. Here's another thing. Here's another lesson that you're going to get from Tommy's He's a really smart podcast, okay? Don't do dick with your life. Do something other than dick with your life. And two, do what you say you're going to do. If you make a promise, fucking do it. You feel? It's just so important that we do that, you know? So, unfortunately, I have another notebook, and, you know, it's not like I'm really, like, missing out on anything crazy, but just want my notebook back. I write my jokes here. It's part of my life. It's part of who I is. It's not even part of who I am. It's part of who I is. Um, If you can't respect that, I don't know who you are anymore. Anyway, so, that pisses me off. But it's not the end of the world. So I'm going to have to go meet that guy tomorrow and get my fucking notebook. Watch him fucking not bring it. Watch him not fucking bring it. And um, I'll be like, I want my notebook. And he won't bring it. Let me see something else here. Uh, uh, so, yeah. And I realized, too, I think I think while I'm doing this podcast, I kind of realized as well, it's like, what's important as much as, like, getting up on stage and writing jokes, you really need to have a, a life worth commenting on. Like, hitting the clubs and hitting the mics and hanging out at shows and doing the hang, doing the hang and the feels. It's just important. But you also need to have stories. So take time to be with family and friends and and build relationships and have a job and have a family. Um I guess I guess part of what that is too is just like it's not even about how essential like having be able to get material and jokes out of it, but it's also so important because it's like um need to have experience and grow because if you're not doing that what are you doing? Nothing anyway <sighs> so I was hanging out at a friend's show earlier today and this guy Jared uh, he runs like a fantastic show uh, Mama's Boy and uh, Joey Bats and Lower East Side fantastic, fantastic, fantastic little place produces like comic produced shows about handful of times um, a week and I hang out there a couple of like I'm gonna hang out there on Tuesday dude because that's just fantastic between that and old man hustle it's fantastic but point I was making now with weed being legal 
it was just like a time, man, on that sidewalk, just chilling. A fantastic little hang. And everybody's out there. A lot of people I know are out there. And it's just, it's just so much fun. I don't know. Partly, it's just part of me, like, not wanting to grow up and, like, having that whole, like, it just kind of reminds me back back when I was in college and I was at a party. And some people would be like, yo, this is, like, so awesome. We're having fun. Aren't you having fun? And be like, yeah, but the cop, cops can chase us. We'll get busted. Because so many places, so many parties I went to back in college, like, I liked Hofstra. Hofstra was fun. Hofstra was a good time. But the problem with Hofstra was that it they didn't embrace the Greek life. So parties that were being thrown off campus would get shut down. And I'm not even saying, like, just, like, but like shut down and so we'd always like to waddle back, we'd waddle back to campus being like oh man what's going on anyway so we'd always end up at a bar or something Kennedy's fried chicken get me some of that good 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 anyway so um what else can I tell you people um Um, so, oh, the other place I went to today, um, before Jared's show was, uh, a show called, um, Cobblestone Comedy at Joey Bats, <coughs> and I did there for a few reasons. One, get an edible, because there was a girl that was, would hang through there, and she had an edible. She like she had an edible, no, she had like one edible, and I wanted to hang out with her. No, it she bakes called Getting Baked with Lori. Really fantastic. She's Joey Diaz is a go to for edibles here in New Jersey, and um, where he lives in New Jersey, I should say. So, in the tri-state area, I'm sure she works like Connecticut too, but she was fantastic and had her stuff before, and just like really just was so toasty. Uh, just really got toasted with one of her stuff so bad that I was just like all up in my head. I guess it's just those head highs that I get where you're just like so self-conscious. You're just like, hey, uh, hey, uh, uh, I can't do this. What's going on? So you never want to do anything like that. But um, I had the good fortune of just chilling at one of their uh, at their show and then he one of the guys that produces it, he knows me. He's seen me do stand up and he comes over and he goes like all right, you wanna do like three minutes? I'm like three minutes? Wow. Um Okay, so he throws me up last, get on stage and uh oh, It sucked. <laughs> I sucked. Um I sucked a big fat one. I am grateful for him for even like me up, you know, but, uh, and I wasn't even going there for the stage time, I was just going there just to chill, because, like, I wanted to support other comics, I knew about that show for a while, never been there, and, um, but then I get up, and I just, like, do my set time, and I just ate a fat one, it was ridiculous, it pissed me off, you know, like, I mean, (laughs) I was like, god damn, I was walking around so self-conscious, going, god damn, that was a horrible set. 
And then I go do another mic and do an actual mic. And, you know, it's like two people in the, in the room and one guy's not paying attention. One guy's just like laying out there like he's on, like he's on a cover, uh, a cover spread girl for the uh, Playboy. Just like the hand on the back, just lying over on their phone like, hi, hello. So that was just like a pain in the ass. <clears throat> but um, yeah, it's comedy. It's fun. It's supposed to be fun anyway. <sighs> so anyway, I guess it's just one of those things, man. Just one of those things. You can't change the pace, but you can just move forward in life. <clears throat> well, I guess what I'm just getting out of here is I'm just having the time doing comedy. And I know a lot of time I spend time on this podcast just going like, yeah, I'm just having the ball. Time of my life, fam. Time of my life. But it's just true. I mean, things could be a lot worse. Um, I talk a lot about gratitude lists. I talked about that with like younger people. <clears throat> and I'll say to them, yo, dude, do a gratitude list. When you're down and out and you don't know where what, what your next move is. Do a fucking gratitude list. It will change your life, your perspective on things. Just, you know, write out 10 things, 10 good things that went well, 10 good things in your life, 10 good things that you just know that this is good. This is good. I'm okay. You're okay. I wonder how many milligrams this brownie has. Well, not brownie, but this cookie has. Probably not a lot. Probably not a lot. I mean, yeah, it's all I'm going to give this an hour and see how it tastes. I mean, I still don't want to get too toasted. Yeah. That's all I'm going to do for now. Because if there's like 75 millimeters in this, that will be enough for me. No, seriously, I don't want to eat the whole thing. Because if I do, it would just like bring me down. That's the thing about weed. <coughs> I love this stuff for the longest time, people. But at the same time now, it's like, yeah, I can't. It just I'd be up in my head going, oh, what's going on? Be so self-conscious and be like, holy shit. But then again, I'm the guy that overreacts because of fucking... uh. THC gummies. Well, no, that they have THC. Like that time I took like one too many like THCs. Remember those the hash gummies episode we did? Gowski talked about it. It was ridiculous. Take those gummies. I'm just walking around that room going like everything I did in my life was a lie. Paranoia is city, man. Paranoid as fuck, yo. Um, can't do that. Can't live like that anymore. I'm an old, old, old man. Yo, what the fuck's this deal with um, um, Scott Rudin? <coughs> okay, story time. So, I knew a guy uh, that got me an interview with um, Scott Rudin's company. Scott Rudin is a pretty big movie producer, TV producer, Broadway producer. He's in New York, not in L.A., but in New York. And when I moved back here to New York, so wanted to be at least working in show business, I took a job. And what ended up happening 
was that I go for this job interview, and this is in Midtown, like literally, like just off of like Times Square. The, the and I roll in for the interview, and I get in there, and I'm told, and I saw this on when I was on <clears throat> when I was in the car driving over there. I was like reading like reviews of working for Scott Rudin's company. And everybody was basically saying, like, you won't last six months because nobody lasts six months. Everybody gets fired before six months. And you're just like, for reals? What? So I go in to see what what, what it's all about. <clears throat> and I mentioned that. And this is kind of funny, too, because I said this in the interview. I said, I read that there's, like, a high turnover rate working here. And she goes, yeah. She didn't even try to hide it. That there was like this high turnover rate of um, of assistants that roll through. He basically fires everybody. And you're just like, that's not cool. <laughs> that's not cool. Come on, man. Um, let me see this real quick. So theater people will march on Wednesday to protest racism. And Scott Rudin. Rudin, producer of the Book of Mormon and the upcoming Hugh Jackman-led revival of The Music Man, among others, recently stepped aside and from active participation in those shows after his abuse allegations to workplace behavior was revealed by Hollywood Reporter. The Bombshell Report, which chronicled uh, Rudin's alleged history of bullying behavior, including claims that he is an unhinged producer who attacked an assistant, Rudin has since issued an apology and Tuesday announced that he'll step back from his films and streaming projects. Much has been written about my history of troubling interactions with colleagues, and I am profoundly sorry for the pain my behavior has caused individuals, directly and indirectly. I am now taking steps to sh- I should have taken years ago to address this behavior. Oh. However, actors are hoping for more. Tuesday's Thursday's rally, which begins at 1 p.m. at Columbus Circle, is called March on Broadway. And organizers are encouraged to wear participants to wear black shirts and made specific demands for Broadway League, uh, an or- a trade organization, and of Rudin himself. Scott Rudin has been removed from Broadway League. He is not to be removed from the broad. If he is not removed from Broadway League, we want restoration we want scott to publicly choose 20 black indigenous people of color jesus run theaters and donate a large sum of money to them Two, a full list of organizations working to help black indigenous and people of color feel safe um a full report of the 2020 equity dues were spent and where percentages being spent on conversations about diversity Achieve greater inclusion for trans, non-binary, blah, blah, blah. We want to achieve greater inclusion. All right. Basically, you just want inclusion. <coughs> um, okay. I can just say having an inter- interview to be an assistant there. I didn't get it. But I can just say having been um, interviewing for that and hearing that basically he fires people within six months. That's nah, a fucking character flaw. Like, if you're just, like, firing people like it's a bodily function, 
if you have a turnover that high, it's not necessary that the people you're working for are are worthy of their uh, of working there. It's that you just have high standards and maybe unrealistic standards. You shouldn't be having a turnover that high. I know it's a stressful job. The movie bu- entertainment business is. But this isn't the White House. This isn't the Pentagon. This isn't, you know, the CIA. It's making movies. I mean, I get it's a high stressful desk. And I've been on desks like that, you know. I mean, it's pretty crazy how that kind of a job. I don't want to sound like soft or anything like that. But it's just, you know, I mean, you have to be a secretary. I was just thinking the other day how, like, if I really wanted to be a great exec assistant, I should have just went to secretarial school. <laughs> they don't care about your creativity. They don't care about your ability to speak. They would just want you to be able to type fast and organize a calendar. In fact, do they even have secretary schools anymore? We look this up because, I mean, that's just like secretary uh, schools. Let's see. Uh, professional business college. Um, Plaza College. Nassau. Oh, so they're like Monroe College. Uh, SUNY New York City College of Technology. World Trobe. World Trobe. People, World Trobe. Okay, 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 okay. So that makes all right. So they'd be with schools, okay? Already at schools, they're not like their own established brand. Everything just works at a school these days. Oh man! All right, well that sucks for uh, Scott Rudin. I mean, I didn't know this was really happening. I just saw this just the other day. And listen, if he's a dick, he's a dick. Um, that's all right. Usually, when people are looking for, like, solidarity or some kind of justice, unless it's against the government or two highly powerful organizations, I usually don't have an issue with them doing what they want to do. And and I'll side on the behalf of that company basically what I'm trying to say is like I just don't believe the race card every time it's thrown is there discrimination yeah but there's also a lot of pussies okay there's also a lot of people that will play the race card okay there are also a lot of people that will play the some kind of discrimination in some way whether it be their sexual orientation their race, their, uh, actually sexual orientation and race, that pretty much covers a lot of the bases, what am I saying? Hmm. Um, there have been moments too in my life where I felt like I was discriminated against, and yes, I know I'm white, but that doesn't mean everything, you know, it's not the be-all, end-all of life, I've worked some pretty shitty jobs, people. And I've been forced to do a lot of work that I thought was degrading to me, and in many cases was. Um, but sometimes you just kind of come to the realization, eh. or, or maybe it is me. You know, it could be uh, something else, obviously, but you know, 
could be a little um, end there. Um, so yeah, just I all I'm saying is like you know if the guy's a dick, and he was pretty big too. He was pretty much like um like a Weinstein too. I mean in terms of power and prestige. Yeah, he made a lot of great projects. He did that project, um, did that uh, adaptation of Death of a Salesman like 10 years ago with um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. And it was good. It was really good. So, again, another brilliant guy. But, you know, there's, there's, I was reading like, a chapter in a book earlier today, and it said um, that... <coughs> this, uh, they had to talk about... Professors that they had, and they said this person can be brilliant or crazy depending on your point of view, and that's very true. That's a hugely true statement. Uh, almost everything depends on a certain point of view. You're never going to have just like one objectifiable brilliance. I mean, Jesus Christ! I talked to a lot of people, and they're all just like, I think one guy is a genius, like Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa is a fucking genius. But a person who's just more like, oh, I like my pop music. They'll be like, Frank Zappa's a weirdo. And they're not wrong. But it doesn't take away from the fact that the guy is fucking brilliant. You try to write the music that, that man's written. Compose the music that man has composed. The man is a genius. <sighs> All right, plowing ahead here. Uh, Willie Nelson group calls on Biden to dub 420 at national ha holiday. <laughs> it's a grassroots movement. <laughs> it's a grassroots movement in honor of unofficial pot holiday 420. 420, an organization repping the country music, musician, the marijuana enthusiast Willie Nelson is exploring President Joe Biden. Oh, Jesus, I can't believe we still have to say that word. President Joe Biden. Uh, to declare the time a national... Declare the time a national week of cannabis celebration. An online petition that legitimizes the high holidays currently boasts 4,000 signatures. Obviously, let me read this document here. Um, April 1st, 2021. President Joe Biden and distinguished members of Congress, April twentieth, known in the parts of as four in these parts as four twenty, has long been celebrated as a holiday in smoky circle thought. This fine country, but in reality, for cannabis users, one day just isn't enough. In fact, for us, the high holidays, beginning on four twenty and in the end on four twenty nine, the birthday of the legendary Willie Nelson the fine people of Luck Texas and supporters of the great Willie Nelson on behalf of the cannabis users around the nation are writing today to ask you to declare the nine holidays spanning April 20th to 29 29 as an official seasonal holiday the high holiday we believe that recognition for the high holidays opens the door to a much-needed dialogue reporting, supporting the many benefits of cannabis while helping to remove the unjustified stigmas 
currently surrounding this amusing plant. This amazing plant. Please puff, puff, and pass this to your friends in Congress for the consideration. When you do, reflect on the immortal words of Willie. I think people are need to educate to the fact that marijuana isn't just a drug. Marijuana is an herb and a flower. God put it here. If he put it here, he wants it to grow. And what gives the government the right to say that God is wrong? Sincerely, Team Luck. P.S. The High Holidays petitions at www.change.org. High Holidays. Visit the holiday. Where you get the idea. Signing in Willie, we trust. Oh, hell yeah. Hail <laughs> Willie Nelson. Yes, we need a holiday. 100 days of so on the, off the sauce. Feeling like a boss. I do appreciate how unnecessary walking has been eliminating here. Show some respect. Just in fact that it was ever in questions enough to much work we just got to do. But a steep and a very small step. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Exhale for the moment. That's the title of this podcast. Exhale for the moment. Um, exhale for the moment. Didn't realize how depressed I would get just watching all my friends get vaxxed and start performing for people again while whistling and being happy for them. Like it has nothing to do with any of this. Okay. Um, luck reunion. Okay, so... This luck is an anti-festival that inspired an experience-driven community. Willie Nelson is our landlord. Wow. Team 8. Uh, Bert, let's see. Marijuana by the numbers. That's 420. The unofficial... Oh, fuck. This ass pops up. Unofficial holiday. Hi, holiday turns 50. Uh, Tuesday is 420, which is just a date for many, but for the growing increasingly mainstream cannabis culture is something akin to a national holiday. Born of teenage stoner Lower 420 was allegedly the weekly meeting time for a group of five California high school students named the Waldos, who in 1971 gathered to smoke pot in search for the holy grail of weed, a flourishing crop supposedly unintended in the forest. While alternate origin stories abound from former San Rafael High School students Steve Capper, Mark Ravitch, Larry Schwartz, Schwartz, Joel Noel, and Dave Reddix have told their story in multiple reports since the 420 term first surfaced in High Times Magazine in 1991. And somehow it stuck. In five of the anointed grandfathers of international phenomenon. Over the four years, 420 has become slang for getting high, a time of day to take part in day for the calendar to celebrate all things weed. As legislation sweeps across the country and cannabis goes corporate, the grassroots has even turned into a marketing opportunity for the billion dollar publicly traded marijuana companies to commercialize. Here's a look. Oh, let's see here. So, change in attitudes. As more states legalize weed, 91% of adults say this should be legal in some form. 60% approve recreational use, according to Pew Research Study, published Friday. One in four Americans use cannabis in some form during the past 12 months. According to a YouGov study released Monday that was considered 
commissioned by Chicago-based cannabis firm Cresto. Um, let's see. There's like a Illinois dispensaries tax. Oh, states collected 2.5 billion sales tax revenue in 2020. The California topping eh, the list at just over 1 billion, according to the study released by the U.S. Drug Testing Centers. Illinois granted 175 million in marijuana taxes in 2020, ranking fifth among all states. Um, so good for the weed people. Good for the weed people. Uh, most people at normal periods after calls after U.S. vaccine. Professor is looking for answers. I don't care about that. 110 dispensaries in Illinois as of April 19th, the maximum currently allowed under state law. When Illinois legalized recreational marijuana, it allowed for each of the 55 medical dispensaries to add adult use sales as their existing location and open up a second adult use location. It's free. Good stuff, people. Good fucking shit. So Willie Nelson is like this great godfather of weed culture. And I have no idea why. I never listened to the man's music. I guess I shouldn't say that as I'm hating on the brother. <laughs> I never heard the man's music, but still I think he sucks. <laughs> um, I never heard the man. I've never heard this man before. I've never heard him. Let me see. I gotta like, I gotta break my uh, Willie Nelson virginity here. Oh. Uh, Willie Nelson. Nelson. Nelson E. Sells. Oh, Jesus Christ. Always on my mind. Oh my God, damn it. All these fucking ads for pizza restaurants. How many fucking pizza restaurants do we need? Little Caesars. Go, 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 go. Um. Well, six forty nine for a piece of pizza. How good can this pizza be for six forty nine? Yeah, I mean honestly, if you're like just like making like a six ninety five dollar pizza, and you this tastes like shit, why would you be eating it? Don't eat that. Don't eat that, people. Because, listen, there's so much good pizza in this world. Why don't eat Little Caesars? Unless you're drunk. Fair. If you're drunk, you can eat Little Caesars. But I would advise that. Don't do that. No. Maybe I did love you. All right. So my so my vibe about Willie Nelson, just on like a music standpoint, I didn't get annoyed by this. Like I could tell you that, oh yeah, he's fantastic. No, that maybe I didn't love you. Voice wouldn't sit well with me. I'm sorry. So he does a bunch of covers here. Hold on. You know what I do like that is, 
don't know what you consider Willie Nelson. Is he supposed to be any good? Let me see here. I can't. Willie Nelson. Everything Willie Nelson. I mean, he is definitely famous. Um, I'm looking for a copy of Shotgun Willie for vinyl. The ones I can find seem to be close to $100. Any idea why? Any idea why I can, where I can find one? Willie Nelson, Milk Cow Blues. Everything's got to be f so loud here. Milk Cow Blues. Because I can't just like, oh, I'm just sorry, I'm just like looking up here like all the different kinds of Willie Nelson shit. And there's a buddy in Arizona, and I can't see Iona. She owes me a lot of money, but she's fine. Oh, yeah, she's always on my mind. Because <laughs> I owe her money. Before I saw her on the track, I never went down on the tracks. I always find the unhat. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. All right, I don't want to like. All right, Tyler Childers, I don't care about you. I really hate country music. I'm sorry. I, I can't stand the Southern twang. The twang just annoys the shit out of me. Oh, and it just goes like that. I'm only Arizona, and I never feel gonna. I pull my jeans right up the rest. I'm going to Arizona. I'm going to get an I can't believe I'm singing this song. It's just... Not good. They're not fucking good. And they're all about the same shit over and over. Basically that they're like wearing their jeans, they're drinking a beer, they're riding a truck, they're uh meeting with a girl. All that stuff is just unnecessary. Unnecessary. And I'll tell you this. My sister one time was listening to a song that she enjoyed and she was playing it in her apartment which is a rarity that like friends isn't on and they're watching something anyway so that being said I thought it was pretty t she showed me this song uh, called waiting on a woman and I'll say this I get the story it was about something a little bit more and I'll argue that country music no, it, it, it's terrible. The one song I ever heard that had a story was about a jail dog named uh, Bullets. Well, actually, let me pull this up because I, I just need to figure out for myself here. Bullets in the gun. Toby Keith's song, The Bullets in the Gun. Let me just tell you the lyrics to this song. Because it's really fucking ridiculous here. They used to call me Latin. I was always quick to strike. Had everything I owned in the saddles on my back. I had a reputation for never staying learning long. Just like a wild and restless drifter. Like a cowboy in a song. I met a dark haired beauty where they laid a whiskey down. 
in southern Arizona in a little board town. She had to dance for money in that dusty old saloon. I dropped a dollar in the jukebox and played that girl a little tune. Never see you come in, it just hits you by surprise. Is that the cold place in your soul, in the fire, in the ass? Makes you come together like a wild horse as they run. Now the cars are on the table and the bullets in the gun. She was sitting on my lap. She just had her sights to kill. When a man pulled up who owned the car in a Cadillac Coupe de Ville. She grabbed her by the arm, her raven hair. And she threw her on the floor. Said no free ride for the cowboys. That ain't what I was paying you for. She jumped up and grabbed my pistol. Stuck in the fat man's back. She said open the safe. Alright. You'll never see. Wait, wait, what the fuck? No, this wasn't the dog about the dog. Oh, fuck. Doing the song here, and it's like I thought it was about the jailhouse dog. Jailhouse. I want to find out what that fucking song is. Oh, wait. Give me one second, too, and I'll tell you guys about the Butterman. Um, dog song. Like Chad, like his name was Chad or something. No, not Jailhouse Rock. Jailhouse Dog. Country Western song. Let me see. All right. Old Red. Oh, yeah, that was that song. Well, I caught my wife with another man. I love how every song says about like, yo, so she was cheating on me. And here's what I did about it. Um, Blake Shelton, fuck Blake Shelton. But okay, well, I caught my wife with another man and it cost me 99 on a prison farm in Georgia close to the Florida line. While well, I'd be here two long years and I finally made the warden my friend. And so he sentenced me to life in ease. Taking care of old Red. Now old Red, he's the damnedest dog that I'd ever seen. God knows I can spell a two-day trail. He's a four-legged tracking machine. You can consider yourself mighty lucky to get past the gators and the quicksand beds. But all these years that I've been here, ain't nobody got past Red. And the warden saying, come on somebody, why don't you run? Old Red itching to have a little fun to get lantern my gun get all red to have a tree for morning comes well I paid off the guard and slipped out the letter the cause on temp tendency oh he brought down a lunatic hound she was pretty cool as she could be and well penned her up a swampland about a mile down the road and even run them and warden saying come on somebody why don't you run and warden saying, come on, somebody, why don't you run? All Red's itching to have some fun. Get my lantern, get my gun. Red will have you free for more, more, more comes. There's a redhead, blue ticks, and all sound. Love me, guy. That's still not the song, though. It's like there was a guy in jail, and he has like a piece of salami, and he throws the salami in front of the dog, 
and the dog comes through and goes like, yeah, that's all ran. Now look at my life. I'm a lock like you were. Stuff like that. That was the song. It. I thought this was all over. Let's see if I can find like country songs that talk about a dog. Country songs about a dog. Like my dog. Cracker Jack. All red. The more boys I meet, Martha, my dear, Old King, Gypsy Joe and me, Feed of Jake, my dog and me, Old Blue. No, no, I was about to say, maybe that's it. That sounds like it. It was like Blue something. It was like a dog named Blue or something. I'll name the dogs. No. Blake Shelton's got another dog song called I Name the Dogs. Jesus Christ. Um. And I get why they would have a picture of a dog, like sing songs about a dog. Dogs are very cute. Yeah, Mar- Martha, Martha, my dear, I love my dog. Um, uh, every dog has its day. Tennessee hound dog. I like my dog. My dog and me. Move it on over. Cracker Jack. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna listen to any of these songs. Fuck these people, man. Um, Cracker Jack Dog. But yeah, no, I just, I don't like country music. I just, I just think that it sounds awful. I don't see why anybody would ever like that song. Songs like that with those southern twang. I, I just don't like it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm an asshole. You can tell me if I'm an asshole. Email me on reallysmartcomedy at gmail.com. Oh, no. DM me at Really Smart Comedy and email me at Really Smart Podcast at gmail.com. And you can tell me I'm an asshole. I'll read your notes on the air and say, No, let me tell you what the fucking problem is. The problem is the songs, they're all about the same thing the dog, the prison, the drinking too much. The, it it, it kind of caters to a southern class of just like white trash that I just find to be a detestable human sickness. Yes, I detest them like a sickness. That's pretty fucked up. I don't even detest people. I don't even, my worst enemy is like a sickness more than that, but it's disgusting. I'm through standing. It's like, I don't listen to me, people. I'm just a guy that actually listened to Nickelback back in the day. And honest to God, I don't know why they hate, hate about Nickelback. They're a band just like any other band. And they were popular, just like any other band was popular, if not more popular. So, give Nickelback a chance. They've hugged the cactus long enough. Ah, Christ. All right, I got a few more minutes here. I can talk about... Um, they threw the standing in line. The clubs are never getting. It's like the bottom of the nine, and you're never going to win. I sing too much on this podcast. I talk about weed too much, too. But it's what I like. Uh, celebrate Willie Nelson's birthday. Wow, holy shit. So this was a picture of Willie Nelson. I thought this was uh, Charles Manson for a second. Which, by the way, I'm rewatching that movie um, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's awesome. It's really fucking awesome. And uh, probably one of the best songs ever. Or best movies ever. Alright, let's not go that crazy, Tommy. 
But no. It's true, though. It's a good movie. And honestly, more people should like it. Um, you know, why wouldn't you? Yeah, it's just nostalgic. It makes me nostalgic for LA in some capacity. In a weird way. And that's saying something. I hated what was going on back there. All right, let's see here. Let's check in on page six. All right, Prince Harry to return to the U.S. while speaking to Charles one-on-one. Prince Charles will... No thanks, I don't want to subscribe to page six. Prince Charles will fly home to the U.S. having had... Without having chats with either his father or his brothers because neither trusts him enough to speak with him alone. The only... T-T-T among Harry, William, and their dad. Prince Charles was a three-way clear-the-air talk at the UK home, Thornmore Cottage, following Prince Philip's funeral on Saturday. Charles and William would only agree to talk to Harry if they were witnesses for what was being said because the heir to the throne and his eldest son feared that a twisted account might leak from Harry's camp. Fair. He is a celebrity an American celebrity. When Charles and William reached out to Harry last month following the bombshell interview, he and Meghan gave Oprah the news was quickly reported to Gail King. Of course, because it was Oprah. They're like best besties. Maybe the talks were not productive. Sunday's three-way talk didn't fully mend any cracks in the high-profile family, which Rose after Harry, 36, and Meghan, 39, did a tell-all in which she accused the royal family of racism. And I think the bigger story here is not even just the racism. Because I think it gets overlooked if it's just racism. The problem is that it's not even a family. It's an institution. It is something that is beyond the grave. It is something that is godlike. The royal family. So my heart bleeds for the <laughs> for the people in that family because they don't have a life. And what life can they have? Because the reality is the crown must fraud. The people who bear it, eh, there's always somebody better down the line, believe me. There'll be another family. There'll be royals. Oh, damn. <coughs> Shame. All right, well. Uh, skips the Queen's birthday. I don't know why I find these people so fascinating. I don't know if you guys even like them as much as I fi- find them fascinating. I just find them fascinating because they're the Queen. The Queen is the Queen. The Queen. And I don't know. I just find it fascinating. She's. Uh, lived almost a hundred years. Turns to California. Prince Harry is back in Southern California after crossing the ponds to attend the what? crossing the pond to attend the funeral of his grandfather, Prince Philip. The thirty-six year old flew to New Los Angeles. <coughs> Sorry, the thirty-six year old flew to Los Angeles. Anyway, I don't care about. I'm moving to Los Angeles. Well, what are they going to do? They're uh, people. And they're just a family like anybody else. Um, 
they got their problems, but the queen, same. It's just fascinating. You have Prince Charles and, well, not Prince Charles, but you got the other guy. You got Prince Philip, who's lived an extraordinary life, all things considering. Um, all things considering. And that being said, it's important that gets recognized because he's lived such a long life. He was part of, he was king for, he wasn't a king, he was a prince, but his father was a prince, his grandfather was a king, and everybody was up in arms when he actually entered the family. But Margaret, the floozy, married somebody, uh, married like a avant-garde painter, and that just went to all kinds of messed upness in their relationship. And that being said, that ended the family, that ended the relationship. And she, I think she died alone. She was a floozy, after all. Oh, I got more of these ads coming up. Shut up, you ads. Go somewhere else and stop annoying people. Three free tuition rates. Because as long as it's free, it's good. When it's not free, it's like, well, why would we even bother then? Oh, still, free stuff's good. Gotta have free stuff. Nothing in this life is free, people. You take what you want, and you leave the rest. Alrighty, then. I can tell the um, edible's sinking in a little bit more, and I'm just gonna go to sleep and do my thing people all right so that was basically a holiday the high 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 holiday holidays it's so fucking nice to be have a holiday in home because they have a blue oh uh, that was fun okay so yeah guys i think maybe i'll end the podcast here for tonight Unless you guys have anything you want to talk about. I don't think you do because you can't speak back. Ha ha ha. Because I'm just recording a one-way podcast. A solo cast here. Maybe the best country songs about dogs. Dog tail tag art. If you're both lower to country music and dogs. Both would love our country music and dogs. Then we know you will love these country songs about dogs. Heck, you probably already do. Anyway, um, I had a roommate go to uh, on a date on like 14th Street by Union Square. And I told him there's a nice little chocolate place you can go to. They have like chocolate pies, chocolate cakes, chocolate foods, chocolate puffs. And I'm like, it's a good time. Well, you know, chocolate pizza. And I'm like, actually, not. Never mind. She's not your, not your daughter. You don't need to end up going there because that would be kind of weird. I mean, you can think outside the box when you go on a date. There's no, no wrong, nothing wrong with that there. But, like, that's uh, a little hokey if you uh, take <laughs> take a chick you're trying to slam. Because there's absolutely no way that you can actually go eat something and actually uh, think that's going to be attractive. Build rapport before you take someone out to dinner. <laughs> Just eat something and that, that'll be suffice a little bit more. Alrighty then. Um, I mean, I could be wrong. Who the hell? You know, actually having like a relationship with somebody, that's a good thing. You should have that intimacy. You can't go your entire life without eating in front of your wife. <laughs> I mean, imagine if you just like spent a certain amount of time just be like, eh, I'm going to try not to let her see me eat. <laughs> you know, I don't want her to know like my diet habits. Got to keep that a mystery. Got to keep on the slide. Ooh. 
I am over here. Oh, 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 hey. You know, that would be more, at least a little interesting to see that kind of relationship dial up. But I think in the long run, too, nah, it's not going to be helpful to you. <laughs> I mean, just imagine how that would go, too. Like, nah, baby, I'm going to go get some chicken tonight. <laughs> and then you, like, dip out and you go to, like, uh, Carl's Jr.'s. And she goes, like, then you take a photo of it on Instagram. She goes, like, wait, I thought you said you were going to get some chicken. Oh, no, baby. It's like I told you I was going to go get, you know, some uh, Carl's Jr.'s. You didn't know that, did you? Like, wait, you said you went to go get some chicken. Like, yeah, I went to go get some chicken. Yeah. And then, but wait, this picture said that you were going to, like, go, like, Carl's Jr.'s or something. What were you doing? I'm I'm just like speaking all types of nonsense. There's no self-respecting woman in the world who would actually be with a man who <coughs> doesn't eat dinner with her. Like how the hell does that even work anyway? I mean, it could possibly work, but honest to God, why would that even happen? Because it's just bullshit. <laughs> why would that even happen, people? Why would that even happen to any? Why would some person do that? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it does happen. I'm sure of it. It could very possibly happen. <laughs> but that would just be ridiculous. It'd be like a spy novel that you buy at like, the grocery store. I mean, that's kind of like the level of where that would be if you had like someone who would be like, on a date with his girlfriend, <laughs> let go, uh, go with his wife. Let go for that entire time without having ever having a meal together. She wouldn't last. You wouldn't last as a couple. If you did last at a cu- as a couple, that would just be f- crazy. You must just have no romance in your life at all. You might just be out in the wilderness, some out somewhere. Um. While she stays at home and takes care of the kids, you're like going off there building bombs like the Unibomber, going, like, Oh, I wonder how this wire will happen with this wire, and, and this will light it up. Oh, it lights up. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 Anyway, that's just silly, man. Silly, 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 silly. <sighs> so, what's going on, everybody? How are we doing tonight? I could end the podcast now. Well, let me try to get like to the. A little bit higher and higher, high on these high holidays. Oh yeah, it's alright. Um, I high holla high holiday. I'm trying to figure out where I'm gonna go on. Um, where I'm gonna go for tomorrow? Could be like an adventure tomorrow. Figure it out. Um. I'm going to do a mic at the Grizzly Pear. Oh, McDougal Street. So fucking good to be able to say that again. I was getting worried about this whole COVID thing, man. I figured, like, this whole, like, outdoor comedy would be a thing to stay. And then we just don't know where we can go now. It's cool to be a part of this whole thing. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of the other comics in the area. I'm proud of the work I've made and the progress I've made. And the stu- and proud of the people who've been able to put together um, outdoor comedy shows and actually built keep the scene and the art form alive here in New York. Comedy is back and comedy is alive, people. It is alive, bigger and better than ever before. It's just an amazing thing. Anyway. 
and we'll see how the future goes like what doors get opened up to us now that we've been kind of chiseled from doing comedy out in parks because we get very chiseled doing this it's a whole interesting time love to have my phones have this uh, right here where you're just like random things on my Instagram it shows I'm like going out and doing whatever the fuck I go do um Dave Dave Chappelle's got a new video thing Dave Chappelle Luminary original podcast at Miracle Midnight. Wait, Chappelle? Chappelle. The Midnight Miracle. Let me see what the hell that even is. I don't know what that even is. The Midnight Miracle. Sounds goofy. Night Miracle. Miracle Luminary Clash with Tyler Kwali, Yasin Bay, and Luminary. Oh, that's so cool. Dave Chappelle is getting into the business of podcasting. The comedian teamed with Tyler Kwali and Yasin Bay for a saloon style show, The Miracle and Night Miracle. The series was recorded during Chappelle's 2020 summer camp in the shack. In Mechanics Garage retrofitted as a clubhouse. The series will feature conversations punctured with sketches, impersonations, audio clips, and musical soundtrack in guest interviews. It will launch over the coming weeks on Luminary as the first show announced as part of Luminary's new channel on Apple Podcast, which will launch in May and and after Apple launches English subscription services, Kuali, Bay, and Chappelle edited more than 100 hours of recorded content, make the miracle partnership with Jamie Seffrin and Noah Gersh of Salt. I don't know what Salt is. It sounds like that's like a fancy, 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 fancy miracle stone. Making a podcast is an the obvious one move for me but it's the right one the miracle midnight miracle gives you a look into how me and friends process the world around us and i think it will change the way listeners think about what a podcast can be said Chappelle. the midnight miracle pushes the boundaries of podcasting creating an audio experience as never before heard before an exact type of project we'll build luminary to support and we are excited to share it with our listeners across the world He's going into the podcast game, trying to get that podcast money. I mean, good for him. He's got a little project going. That would just be insane, though. It would just be insane if we were able to have, like, Chappelle's fucking show back on Netflix, but it'd be like him doing it now on Netflix with some more freedom. You know, just let him do whatever the hell he wants. That would be cool. That would be very, very cool. Um, but then again, he has what he has. He's won. Chappelle doesn't need to do anything he doesn't want to do. And I remember watching the shows out on Friday with a young man that 
uh, Stephen, that his last name I'm not going to try to bother to try to pronounce because he'd be like, yeah, you don't need to. But what we'll do here is um, looking at the this guy's story of how he was like, oh, yo, Dave, hi, I'm such a huge fan. And he goes like, all right, son, I'll give you some advice. He gives him a uh, little uh, video and he goes like, oh, wait, well, that's the advice, son. Don't let anybody give you advice, and you just film them giving you advice. He <laughs> dips out, and then he's like, "Oh wait, Chappelle, Chappelle! Oh, Dave, Dave, Dave! My dad just died." He goes, "Right now? <laughs> no, like three weeks ago." I was like, "All right." And he goes, "Since <laughs> it wasn't telling advice, and he basically talks about how like you either gotta suck dick in this business or work really hard, and you suck dick." That's how the kid got an opening for Chappelle. You take the chances you want in life, people. You don't let things happen to you or for you. It's a horrible way to go about life. Um, you got to ask for what you want. Take what you want. Um, and that's what it's supposed to be. All right, folks. Uh, let's see here. It's about uh, like an over... 110 minutes here. No, 110 minutes. Sorry. It's just like, I'm just like reading numbers here. 11343. 11343. Please report to aisle 9. Aisle 9. 131342. Please report to aisle 9. Thank you for shopping at Kmart. Now, I don't know what Kmart even was. Like, I know it was a store and they had it in, uh, Penn Station, but it wasn't what you probably think it was. It wasn't what you think it was. Not as good as people remember Kmart. Kmart was just like cheap. I mean, like you would be able to go get get like a some plastic knives and paper plates, but you wouldn't be able to actually like shop there like you can at Kohl's. Kohl's is a respectful <laughs> brand, and it's not even the most expensive brand possible, but it's in a brand. Making sense here? You catch my drift, Thomas. You catch my drift on the Real Smart Podcast. <laughs> I hope you guys are, because I mean, I would hate for it to ever be anything not to your liking. All right. Um, I really do just want to go to bed now. I'm fucking tired. Um. Okay. So anyway, happy 420, everybody. Podcast will be up uh, later today. Um. Well, it's gonna be now. It's gonna like midnight here, so I gotta upload this. It'll be ready for you guys on your hump day. Hump day, hump day. Um, so, yeah. Don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Don't do anything that I would want your son to do. <laughs> Just be the person that you are and never look back, fam. Never <laughs> look back. Um, But if you do, make sure you don't step into number two. You feel? You need to attach my drift here, fam? Alright, alright, everybody. Let's uh, start going at our whole thing. Um, that's going to be the podcast for this week. Uh, please like, comment, subscribe, and download, share to everybody so that we can get this podcast rolling and keep things moving and grooving. 
All right, guys. Uh, email me our really smart podcast at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns. And hit me up, everybody. If not, listen to this show in next week. Next week. Um, yeah, because today is going to be for Wednesday. Yeah, so next week it'll be on Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. All right. So please, guys, like, comment, subscribe, download, share, and stock on Monday. Um, it's going to be the funnest time you'll ever have listen to a podcast. Until the marvelous miracle moment happens. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Chappelle's thing. I can't help it. All right, guys. See you next week. Goodbye. Take it, Chowski. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Really Smart Podcast as much as we <laughs> enjoyed recording it. Remember, you can listen to previous episodes on TommySmart.com or wherever you get your pods. Follow Tommy at Really Smart Comedy on all the socials. Come back next week for more bullshit. <laughs>